Okay, so today is harvest. It's the Sunday that we remember all the good things that we've been given. Uh, we thank God for the food that we've got. Uh, we thank God for the food that's grown, um, both plants and animals, and how we've got enough food to eat. Now, I want to ask, because this isn't just something that happens way out in fields. I know that lots of folk here have got gardens, or at least um, little plant pots that they grow things in. Does anybody here, or has anyone here grown anything over this summer? Hands up. Let's see, tell you what, I'll run down and, and ask a few folk. Okay, what have you grown? I attempted to grow Brussels sprouts, but only a few grew. <laughs> attempted to grow Brussels sprouts. Well, you got a few, so that's great. Okay. I grew herbs. Herbs? Chilies. Chilies, ooh. Lots of raspberries and some tomatoes. Raspberries and tomatoes, and I think Maggie had something over here. Tomatoes. Tomatoes, okay, oops, let's see. Get a bit of exercise. Peppers. Ooh, peppers, very nice. Anybody else? There's Matthew. Matthew, what did you grow? Chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Well done. I'm coming round to your house to see what's growing in your garden. I can't beat that. Run of greens, tomatoes, courgettes, and some plums. Wow, Ooh. that's pretty good, isn't it? Anybody? Ah, Mark, what have you grown? Well, I've personally grown some herbs on my windowsill. And my dad has grown some tomatoes, runner beans, courgettes, Swiss chard, and oh, he'll probably, probably be able to tell you the rest, but quite a few things. Great. Well, well done, the Hogman family, and well done, um, your windowsill as well. Um, and Matthew, I, I'm looking forward to seeing this chocolate cake plant. <laughs> That's quite impressive, isn't it? So lots of things that everyone has grown. I guess some of us might have a garden that looks a little bit like this. Um, at least part of our garden did until our new dog decided that she quite likes tomatoes and is able to eat them from the plant. Um, did anybody try to grow sunflowers this year? Yeah, there's a few, yep, a few girls, yep, a few people up there. Now last year, this isn't me by the way, um, just in case you wondered, uh, this is just a picture I got off the internet. Last year my sunflower was nearly as tall as that. It was, if I put my hand up like this, it was about eight foot tall, which I thought was pretty impressive. It had all summer to grow. Um, would you like to see how big my sunflower, well actually no, before I do, there was another, when I was Googling for like images of sunflowers, there was a little boy who once said to his daddy, daddy, I want my sunflower to grow taller than the house. And their sunflower made it to the, um, to the papers. Because I'm not sure if you can see it there. I don't know what the dad gave the sunflower. But it's past the first story, past the second story, and made it all the way past the roof. Effectively three stories high, isn't it? Now, it looks a bit more wilty there. There's other pictures where it looks a bit more alive. Uh, but that's it. So last year, my sunflower was about this tall. Would you like to see how tall my sunflower was this year? So, so it's a little bit smaller than, in fact, yeah, if I, if I stood up, in fact, if I do it this way with the ground, that's kind of in line with the ground. It's a bit smaller this year, but I must say that um, last year, the sunflowers that we had, the birds ate most of the seeds, but there were four seeds that the birds didn't eat. 
and one of them grew into this. It just self-seeded. Um, so I don't think it's probably going to produce as much. It self-seeded towards the end of the summer, so it's just a little small one. But we love it anyway, so I dug that up last night so I could bring it and show it to you. Um, and hopefully next year I'll have a bigger one to show you all. Okay, so, oh, did you have something to say? Where was the big one that you grew last year? Where is the big one? Yeah. Well, it's now in my compost heap. No, sorry, I forgot to take a picture. I, would you believe I spent 20 minutes searching through my photographs to see if I could find a picture of it, but couldn't. Which is why I have a picture of that random man instead, because mine was nearly as big as that. Okay, so, so that is that's sunflowers. Now, of course, today is harvest. Oh, can you click back onto the PowerPoint? The clicker's not working. Thank you. Okay. So our Bible passage today talked a bit about harvest. Um, if you want to join with me, it's page, I think, is it 206? 203, sorry. So it's page 203 of the church Bibles. And it was Deuteronomy 26. And it talked about a very special harvest. And a very special thing to do during that harvest as well. Um, it talks at the start about, it says, when you have entered the land that the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance and you've taken possession of it and settled in it, then do something. Okay, so there's something impressive that they were, something um, amazing that they were to do with it uh, when they had this impressive harvest. Now, I think I need two, um, two volunteers to come and help me act out. Um, oh no, all four girls have put up their hands and I have to pick two. Let's see, you and you. Is that, did that get two? Yeah. Okay, come on up. Tried to do it fairly by closing my eyes. Right, now one of you, right, who would like to be the priest? Uh, uh, I don't know, I will. <laughs> okay, right, you stand here, so you're going to be the priest. So I don't have a dressing up costume for you. Okay, and now you are a person who has moved into the area. Actually, both of you have, but you've got your field and you've grown some food in it. So you've put your food into a basket. Um, and here is your basket. And let's see, we've got lettuce, carrots, um, cucumber, leeks, tomatoes, of course, um, a few mushrooms, garlic. I think that's, I think that's everything. Um, it's not edible, so don't munch on it, but it is machine washable because it came from Ikea. So, so that is your, um, real food does exist. So that's your food. And what it says is, take some of the first fruits that you produce from the soil of the land that Lord your God is giving you and put them in a basket. So we've done that bit. Then go to the place that the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name. In other words, the temple or the tabernacle and say to the priest and officer at the time, so, okay, so walk over to the priest. Right now, I need you to shout this bit out. Say, I declare to you today. I declare to you today. Oops, wrong one. I've read the wrong bit. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> this is a problem trying to do multiple things, right? I declare today. I declare today. To the Lord your God. To the Lord your God. That I have come to the land. That I have come to the land. The Lord swore to our ancestors. The Lord swore to our ancestors. To give to us. To give to us. And then the priest will take the basket. Thank you very much. 
um, and put it down in front of the altar. Now, we don't have an altar here. We've only got a table. But why don't you, why don't you set it here? That'll pretend to be an altar. Okay. And then, after this, you're to declare to the Lord a few things. Well, actually, no, it's you are to declare. You're just the priest. You just get to stand there and smile, which is quite nice. So, um, tell you what, shall we do? So, my father was a what? So, my father was a wandering Aramean. You don't have to copy all this. And he went down into Egypt with a few people and lived there and became a great nation, powerful and numerous. But the Egyptians ill-treated us and made us suffer, subjecting us to harsh labor. Then we cried out to the Lord, the God of our ancestors, and the Lord heard our voice and saw our misery, toil, and oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with great terror and with signs and wonders. He brought us to this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And now I bring the first fruits of the soil that you, Lord, have given me. So it says, place the basket before the Lord your God and bow down before him. So you both want to kind of bow, pretend God's over there, say, thank you, God. Okay. And then, if I can remember where I've got to, uh, bow down before the Lord. Then you and the Levites and the foreigners residing among you shall rejoice. So shall we do a happy dance? Can you do a happy dance? You can stand up to do a happy dance. Yeah, yeah. And you can turn around as well. Happy dance. To rejoice in the good things that the Lord your God has given to you and your household. Shall we give them a round of applause? Thank you very much. Okay, so that Bible passage, it talks about bringing the food to the Lord. Take all this food and bring it to the temple. Not bring all of your food, but bring the first fruits of your harvest, basically the first bits that produce fruit, take them and give it to God. And then give it to the priest and then declare today that you've come into the land that the Lord your God has given you and then set it down. And then that wasn't it, sure it wasn't. Then there was more to talk about as well. There were more things that they had to, um, had to declare. In verse five, it talked about how we went down into Egypt and became a great nation there. But of course, things got bad after that. When they became a big nation, well, the Egyptians were a bit afraid of them. So the Egyptians made us slaves, subject us to harsh labor. You might recognize some of these pictures from the Prince of Egypt, the film. And then what did the people do when they were struggling, when the Egyptians were treating them really bad? Well, they cried out to the Lord. They asked him to send a rescuer. They asked him to, to rescue them from slavery. And in verse seven, it says these wonderful words. Then we cried out to the Lord, the God of our ancestors, and the Lord heard our voice and saw our misery, toil, and oppression. The Lord heard and the Lord saw. So what did he do? Well, verse eight, the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm with great terror and with signs and wonders. He brought them out of Egypt. You might know of the 10 plagues that he sent on the land of Egypt to try and get the Pharaoh's attention. And the Pharaoh said, maybe, no, maybe, no, maybe, no. And all of these plagues happened. And then finally, there was a plague on the firstborn and they made it out. And then they were standing there beside the Red Sea. They had the water in front of them. They had Pharaoh's chariots coming down beside them. And they're like, oh no, what are we going to do? We're trapped. And then God said to Moses, raise your staff. And as he raised his staff, God sent a strong wind and the waters parted 
an amazing miracle, an amazing sign. He parted the Red Sea and they walked through and they were happy, they were rescued, they were saved. But that wasn't the end of the story. Verse 9, he brought us to this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Now he's not saying that it's literally flowing with milk and honey because that would get a bit sticky and a bit smelly. But it's almost as if it's flowing with milk and honey. There's so much milk because there are so many cows and cattle because the grass is so lush and green. There's so much honey because there's so many plants with so many flowers and so much nectar. Everything was really good. God had brought them to this amazing place to live. So in verse 10 it says, And now I bring the first fruits of this soil from this land that you have given me. So at this point, it's a bit strange, isn't it? Because you could just say, right, let's go to the temple. We've got our food. There you go, God. Thanks for the food. See you later. But they don't do that. They stop and they thank God for the land. But they don't stop at that. They thank God for all the history, how he's brought them out of Egypt, rescued them with miracles. And I wonder why they had this history lesson, why they had to say that every year when they brought their first fruits. And I think it's because, well, I think one of the reasons is because it's so easy to forget things, isn't it? Every year, our plants produce food. It can actually get to the stage, can't it, where we just expect it to happen. And if it doesn't, we get a bit angry. Every year we say, well, this is what has to happen. It's a bit like clockwork. Every year, we get more food. It grows and it produces a harvest. But you see, plants, well, they need soil. They need good soil. The soil of the land of Israel was plentiful. It was really good. The soil, that was part of the land that God had given them. You see, what they're saying by remembering this history is not just that God makes things grow, but that God also gives what is needed to grow. God gives the land, the soil. He gives the rain, the water. He gives the sunlight, the energy. So that's why they said in verse 9 and 10, he brought us to this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and now I bring the first fruits of the soil that you, Lord, have given me. See, they thank God for the food. They thank God for the land. But they don't just thank God for that, for the food. They also thanked God for rescuing them from slavery. See the difference between the two pictures? But not just rescuing them from slavery, but also rescuing them to a land that was abundant with milk and honey. I see, this is the wonderful thing about God. It's not just that he removes bad things when we ask him, but he also gives us very good things as well. Things that can be even better than we imagine. I wonder, have you ever asked him? Have you ever trusted him? Now, I need to say that, of course, God doesn't always give things the way we expect or when we expect. The Israelites, they were in slavery for 400 years before they were rescued. And then there was that 40 years in the wilderness before they got there. But when God did finally answer that prayer, it was far better than they imagined. 
And it's not just where they got to, it's also how God did it. Just think of the Israelites when they see the Red Sea being parted. Now, on one hand, of course, they had the, the, the Egyptian army coming up behind them. But actually, walking in between two walls of water, it's a pretty scary thing to do. You see, God had rescued the Israelites from slavery to a new land. But it's similar to us as well. See, God rescues us from slavery, but it's a different kind of slavery. He rescues us from the slavery of sin. And rather than a new physical land, he brings us into a new kingdom. It's a kingdom that's full of spiritual blessings. It's not just eternal life in heaven when we die, but that's going to be amazing. But it's the blessing of knowing God here. It's the blessings of being sustained by him every day of our lives through the good times and the bad times. We all know, don't we, that bad things still occur. But the wonderful news is that God can help us and encourage us through them, even when things are tough, even when things are good. You see, God wants us to grasp that just as we need food to keep us physically alive, so we need him to keep us spiritually alive. That's why he rescues his people from sin, from slavery, to give us new life. So we're about to sing about that now. Uh, We're going to sing a song that says, Blessed be your name. It talks about the blessing of when things are good, as well as the blessing of knowing God, even when things are difficult. Um, But before we sing that, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you provide everything we need, that you give us food and water, that you give us places to live. But Lord, thank you so much more that you also give us forgiveness of sins, that your son Jesus came to rescue us, just as Moses was used by you to rescue the Israelites. And Father, this um, harvest, when we thank you for all the food, we pray, Lord, that you would also help us to remember the way in which you rescued us by Jesus dying on the cross for us. Not just that we would remember that today and thank you today, but that we would remember that every day and thank you for that every day. So we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.